let's start it off. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Your Public Library's official podcast, Part of the Story. I am one of your hosts, Sage Black, joined with Claire Brown. Hello. <laughs> and today we are doing our top five, and you know us. We haven't had a top five adventure in a while. So <laughs> if you've been listening, yeah, if you've been listening to the podcast, we started our top fives a year ago, basically now, yeah. when we started doing quarantining pods. When there was like not much else to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> like that's what life was. Yeah. Top fives. Let's do pop culture stuff. So then Sage and I were thinking, let's do a revisit and let's do our always recommends. Our top five mm-hmm. always recommends. No matter what the day is, no matter what where mood we're in, this is the Those recommends. The go-tos. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So obviously, because it's us, we break our own rules almost immediately. <laughs> How many so, honorable mentions do you have? I'm at least two deep in the honorable mentions, but I might go three. I have three. <laughs> if we get to them, I have three. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a top five of always recommends, and it's a mishmash. Yeah. It's not just books. It's not just TV. Nope. It's a mishmash. If you're me, you have no books and all TV. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit of a mix. But not as many books as you might well, expect. We were talking me. about this earlier today. It's it, books are kind of hard because, like, a show, even if it's not your favorite, you can watch it in passing. Like, you have it on in the background, it's mm. fine. But like a book, you actually have to like set aside the time and read Actively it. Actively participate. If you're not happy yeah. about it. It's like, oh well, why do they recommend me this? So it's very, you know, there's books for everyone. Yeah. Like we could recommend books on specific topics, but always recommends to all audiences. That's a different story. Different story. (laughs) So it was not what I, my focus was today, (laughs) obviously. Totally fair. So Sage, start us off. What's number five on the list? Oh, number five. Okay. Let me, let me go. Let me flip my page. We got to keep the people in suspense for number one. (laughs) Um, So my number five is, I've talked about it before. It's the Netflix original Ozark. Um, starring Jason Bateman and Julia Garner. They won, I think, um, what's the award show where they win? Emmys? Yes. Yes. TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I think Julia Garner won um, an award for like Best Supporting Actress, which it's very well deserved in this show. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. If you you haven't, it's almost like a a drug cartel, like Breaking Bad kind of dark dark twists um but it's really good I have like a huge crush on Jason Bateman so I think I'm like a little biased I just love him I love him so much my mom loves him oh we love you're him. like deep in yeah <laughs> but yeah like drug cartel um really good look on like family dynamics when it comes to like being involved with you know um crime things that are against the law yeah <laughs> crime violence um, but it's a really good show. Like it's pretty dark. Um, the third season finished, I think last year and they're doing a season four. I think they're splitting it into two parts and then it's oh. done. So that'll be the final season, but it definitely ended on a cliffhanger, a very Ooh. violent cliffhanger. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've, I've talked about that one a few times. I'm sure if you've listened to any of our other lists or to the end of any podcast and I'm going to convince what I'm watching, I got to confess right now, you still haven't watched it. No, I have not. I uh, like it's def- like it's on my list and I see it when I scroll but it's like I just I haven't like you know dived in and like just like really got in and it's, it's bad because you keep yeah you keep recommending well and, even then like and not to have five. it as number five on my list is not a bad thing because it had very high competition yeah oh so. see way to tease the rest of your picks yes. there you go <laughs> 
What about so, you? What's number five? My first recommendation for anyone is a music recommendation. Mm. And I have also talked about my love for this person probably more than is healthy. And it's Trixie Mattel, my mm-hmm. beloved Trixie Mattel. Uh, in case people are just joining us now or in case people forgot, you know, put it away in their minds once they heard me talk about it. Uh, Trixie Mattel is a drag queen, uh, started her career off, you know, in bars and whatnot, but then gained notoriety on season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a number of years ago. And, and I was even going to put that as an honorable mention because that's just such a good show that you can like, yeah. binge watch, have it on in the background. It's such a good show. Feel good. Just amazing. And mm-hmm. so Trixie didn't do that well in her season, but definitely went on to really define what she was as a performer. And she sings like country folk, basically. So she's a drag you queen. you wouldn't expect. No, she's a drag queen. She looks like there's Dolly Parton vibes in her drag of like the big blonde hair, the very like mm-hmm. hourglass shape that she does. But her songs are well-written. Uh, she plays all the instruments. Um, she's excellent. So I have all of her albums either <laughs> like in vinyl or purchased. Like I don't like, I know I can listen to them on Spotify, but I want to own them. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite album from hers is definitely Two Birds. And there's a double album, Two Birds and Then One Stone. She has an album called Barbara, named for Barbara Streisand, which has one side has sort of like funny songs that you would like pop songs. And then the other side has her more like what you would expect like from a country real, folk yeah. Yeah, artist. And then oh, cool. she also has a, a soundtrack for her um, for her documentary, The Moving Parts soundtrack, which has a beautiful cover of a June Carter Cash song, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of coverage, so last week, I think it's last week, it might have been a week, the week before, um, she dropped an album called Full Coverage Volume 1 that is just, I think it's four or five songs, but there's a song on there with one of my favorite country artists, which like, it's a, it's not a huge list of country artists that I yeah. <laughs> It's like Dolly we Parton. It, we keep it and, small. Yeah. But Orville Peck, and if you're not interested, or if you're not familiar with Ooh. Orville Peck, definitely look Mentioned. him up. Yeah, his voice is amazing. And he did she like Trixie and Orville do a re like a retelling, a recover of Jackson, the June Carter and John uh, Carter song. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cash, sorry, and June Carter Cash. I'm like, what <laughs> yes. is going on with my brain? Um, Jackson, and it's great. You can look it up on YouTube if you want. Uh, they have a little video, and Trixie's wearing a dress that I would like love to wear. It's <laughs> like a beautiful like, red dress. Girl, where did you get that? Yeah, and like a twirly skirt. It's my dream. Trixie is living my, my with, like, red little, dream fantasy with your little um, red cowboy boots that you got, it's, and you haven't been able to I wear. Can only dream. It's what I can only dream. <laughs> you so can't wear them I, with anything but that. No, now that's the only thing I want in this world is this red dress. So, anyways. Trixie Mattel, check out the music. I know, like, if you look at her, you think, you know, comedy and that sort of thing, but the music is excellent and it's very, like, old country vibe. So, yeah. Yeah. She's check quite it out. funny. I, yeah. um, I'm subscribed to um, her YouTube channel. She I love her like YouTube funny, channel. Funny videos. Yeah. Um, great podcast, too. Like, just yeah. an all around great performance. Well, and even like, um, now she's become friends with, um like a different girl that I follow who just like got big on TikTok by like having a a single stupid video and now she's super (laughs) popular but she's like really funny her name's Brittany Browski and now they're friends too and they do like videos together and them to they they are so hilarious like it's just you know you want to be friends with them yeah (laughs) like I wish I was there yeah so 100% 
So Very Trixie cute. Mattel anything, but Trixie Mattel music in particular. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's number Very four? Um, number four and the rest of my list, let me just double check here, are all um, like anime or anime inspired Ooh. Um, <laughs> shows. <laughs> so, um, so my fourth is I've talked about it once or twice I think as I was watching it um Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Mm. specifically so I think um quite a few years ago like early 2000s they released Full Metal Alchemist so they released the show the anime and it wasn't true to the actual like manga the the books like the graphic novels um so they released it a couple years later um under like the same title but then adding Brotherhood (laughs) on the end (laughs) and they followed like pretty much true to story and I think people enjoyed that one quite a bit better um but yeah it's it's about the story of like two brothers so it has like really good like kind of like um really wholesome like brotherhood like bond you know Mm -hmm. um between them and so they are alchemists um, which is like the ability to um reform matter like I guess is the best way to describe it you can't like take matter away you can't create matter but like if they wanted to like bend your fridge they could like they didn't have fridges in the show but you know they could like you know <laughs> but if they did rock. they could you yeah could <laughs> rock and shape it into something else and same with water and like any type of matter um and so basically um their dad leaves their mom passes away and then they try to bring her back by using alchemy which is a big no-no you can't do that because you can't create matter you can always Mm. only move it so with that happening the one brother loses his whole body so his soul gets tethered to like a suit of armor and then um, the other brother loses like an arm and a leg so he has prosthetics and it's just the story about them looking for what is called the philosopher's stone um, to because they heard that they can it can help them get their bodies back. So it's just their whole storyline. And there's like a lot of ties to like government and basically the whole protagonists of the show. Um, in the show, they're called homunculus, and they look like people, but technically that definition is artificial human. Um, oh. So there's seven of them and they're all based on one of the seven like deadly sins. Um, okay. So like, you know, like pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony wrath and um what's the last one sloth um so it's really interesting and then yeah it's just it really pulls you in and it's not a super long series either it's about 60 I'm just gonna ask you how many episodes are they done then yeah they're yeah they're done it's not a super long story um which is kind of nice because there are like a lot of animes that are like crazy long and you really have to like commit (laughs) to watching them Um, but like 60 episodes that's like two seasons if it's divided up yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it really catches you. And it's just kind of like a really different, um, you know, idea of like matter and alchemy and, you know, the family bond. I really like that in them. So yeah, it's, it's very nice. Like it's, it has some serious parts, but it is quite um, like, there's some goofy moments too, like yeah. any type of like cartoon, you know, but yeah. It has I a like good that mix. One. Yeah. It's a good mix. Yeah. So you're feeding, you're feeding right into mine, which is also randomly like an anime slash manga or manga. I'm not sure how to say it. Pick. It's like everyone says it differently. Yeah. Um, tomato, tomato. Mine is Death Note. See, and I saw that on your list and I had already put that on my list as of yesterday. <laughs> so I'm glad we can, we can share one. Yeah. So about it. Death Note years ago, I think when I first started the library, 
um, I like randomly, I don't even know how I ran across it. Something on the internet, obviously. And mm-hmm. so I watched them on the internet until like a certain point, and then you couldn't, I don't know, Canada <laughs> didn't have them anymore or whatever. So I ended up buying all of the DVDs. And I'm actually really happy. I know you can stream it now, um, but this is pre me having Netflix. That's how long mm-hmm. ago this is. Because um, it is on Netflix currently. Yes. So. Um, and it's, so it's 37 episodes. I looked it up before because I was like, it's pretty short in terms is, of like yeah. uh, anime. Which is really great because it was my like first like real anime that Same. I watched, my introduction, yeah. which is like perfect because it's like 30 some episodes, really fast paced. It gets yep. you in and hooked, yep. but it's like not too much. It's really So good. it's based on, well, okay. So there's a, the main character's name is Light. Yeah. Um, like Yagami. Yeah. And he finds a notebook called the death note wherein if he writes someone's name in the book they will die of a heart attack within a few days so he of course doesn't believe it at first and so put someone's name in it they die and then he starts sort of using it to gain power from himself he starts using it as retribution he starts using it you know for different reasons it corrupts Mm -hmm. obviously because it's power right (laughs) um so it has obviously a paranormal element to it. it has an urban fantasy element to it but has a very human element and a very good detective story at the yes. center of it because and there's that's detective. what really gets yeah. me is yes, because 100%. like you're trying to figure it out through the whole show and then yeah. stuff happens at the very end you're like wait how did they how did they figure it out it's like such yeah. a puzzle it's really yeah. good and um, it has one of my favorite characters I love L, who is not light detective L, who shows up detective L. about what do you think a third of the way through I think, think about there. Yeah. So like this weird little like crouchy boy. Yeah. Just like so good. So, so watchable. Mm -hmm. And um, I also, after seeing it, I was like, I'm going to read the mangas because I've never, I've never read any of them. And again, very accessible, uh, 12 volumes. There's like a 13th like bonus uh, volume, Mm -hmm. but very, very accessible. If you're just like, I need to get my toes wet. I need to know if this is my style or if I enjoy this type of you know animation or work or whatever mm-hmm. so I would say Death Note the story is in- completely engaging great characters fat yeah incredibly fast-paced Agreed. and it gives you like a little bit of a weird romance story of yeah it's bit of <laughs> it's like romance story. but not yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's the one-sided best of, romance the best of everything mm-hmm. um and not and not to forget to um you said the paranormal so there's like um they're called Shinigami the demons yeah. because along yeah. accompanied with the death note you get your own little demon sidekick who like yeah. you know tells you like oh here's what you can do yeah um yeah very and sort of goad you into using the book a little bit and it goad does. you to go further and you and know test it out because at the beginning of the show like he's a teenager you know yeah. like and he finds this and and you know like he seems like a pretty humble like reasonable sense of justice like he kind of knows like what's going on in the world and then throughout the show it's like he was also very cocky like he was very yeah. smart didn't have friends and then extremely confident the show, yeah. you see like oh his like his beliefs are reinforced yeah um and he becomes more confident because he's like oh yeah I'm so smart and I'm like killing all these people look at me go and then yeah I have the power it it's basically a yeah. power corrupts yeah um and it and it spans over Corruption, a few years yeah detectives romance sort of <laughs> yeah normal like where else it has all get? the things and I love <laughs> the style of animation I love mm-hmm. like just generally speaking like I quite like anime how it looks 
And yes, I, I really like how this one looks too. I love the Shinigamis. I love that they all look a little different. Um, mm-hmm. I love that some of them are wildly different. They're kind of a little bit scary looking too, but they their are. personalities are not necessarily scary. No, so it's, no, they're not it's at all. It's very dependent. So I, I really, really I would, liked it. And I think about I would that recommend, a lot. however, you, if you're thinking about it, you stay as far away as possible from the live action remake that is on Netflix. Do not, Preach. do not bother yeah. with that. <laughs> Preach. Don't even go yeah. anywhere near. Don't look at it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist for our purposes. No. It does not exist. It's anime awful. all the way. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but it's one hundred percent. Yeah. So that was one of mine too. So, um, I is would that- do. <laughs> That was, that was my number, my number, what was I at? Three. Nice. It's a so. good, it's a good one. Like it is good. It I is like a really it. good one. Um, especially like for your first, I don't know. It was just, I think it's it was a, good a really introduction. good introduction. Yeah. Agreed. Cause it's um, easy. It's not like, oh, get in, settle down. We're going for 200 and however many yeah. episodes. <laughs> Which <laughs> now I'm like, yes, like buckle in, like let's yeah. go. But at the at that time, I was like, mm, I it's still daunting. don't really know. Yeah, it's daunting. Um, so for my next, I have Avatar The Last Airbender, oh. which is not technique, it's anime inspired because like anime strictly means that like it's it, it's animated in Japan. Like that's yeah. what anime is in that specific style too. Yeah. Um, anime inspired because that's what Avatar is. It, it's produced like by Nickelodeon, big like US corporation, yeah. um, but it's animated in South Korea. Oh, okay. So they had, they had a studio in South Korea animate it. So um, technically not officially anime, but we'll call it anime inspired. Some people would just call it anime, but I don't want to, you know, upset the masses. Um, but like the first little note I have here is just like an amazing show because it is. Full and stop. Quote, stage black. Technically, like it's technically a kid's show because it's on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, but like they explore such like complex issues within that show, um, like morality, like justice, peace, um, they go over like war a lot, like war and genocide. And even though it is a kid's show, like they do go through that because like in real life, like war doesn't leave children alone. War and genocide don't leave children alone. So I find it really interesting that they kind of put that in. They did it in a really like good way. Like nothing is ever really graphic in the show. And like people don't actually like, you know, die Uh because it's, you know, a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but there's like within that, there's also like a super good balance between like humor and grief. Like they find mm. a really, they're really good at um, balancing the two. And um, uh, they also like, obviously the show came out quite a, quite a while ago. Um, and like, even then, like there's still a few things they could probably change, but their representation of like different cultures in the show is really well done. Like, mm. especially for back in the day, like, um, cause there's different tribes. There's like the water, fire, um, air and earth tribes and each one, they, you know, there's benders and they can like bend each of their like water, fire, earth, air element, whichever tribe they're a part of. And so each, um, tribe, like when they're bending, it's based on different martial arts. So like water, I can't remember what they are exactly, but like water is really fluid um, and like fire is really explosive, right? So like different martial arts styles fit those. So I think that's really interesting, but just also then like the Asian and native um, like um, culture and philosophies that are in there are really quite cool. And then also um, 
I guess I didn't even really explain what the show is about, but, (laughs) (laughs) but like, so Avatar, the last airbender. So basically each generation in Avatar is born and it cycles through which like, um, you know, if they're fire, water, earth or air, and it just always cycles through. And then just one day they lost him. He was gone forever. And then power imbalances and the world was like all out of whack. So the main character, Aang, he gets found, he was frozen and he's the airbender. Um, so basically like they're reincarnated, which is based on like, it's like heavily like Hindu influenced, which mm-hmm. I find really interesting too. Yeah. So, and like the airbenders are like um, little monk, like nomads, like they have like the shaved heads and their little like monk attire and um, like the water tribe there, um, like Inuit, cause they live like oh. up in the, but it's, it's quite cool. So it, also, again, if you watch the live action remake, don't <laughs> because everyone is white. Like everyone in that show is white. They whitewashed it. So it's awful. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's just such a, such a good show because it's a children's show, but it's not like any age can enjoy it. Really good messaging too in there. Like one of the main characters, like she's a really strong, independent, like teenage girl doesn't take anything from anyone and like is finding her own way, becoming a waterbender. And yeah, it's just, I, if I was a kid, that would be the show that I'd want to watch. You know? Do you know if it's streaming anywhere? It's on Netflix. Nice. Yeah, which is why over the last like year, um, it's gained a lot of popularity again for yeah. good reason. Um, and Netflix had announced that they were going to be doing a live action remake. And then the two original co-creators of the show were a part of it. However, the two creators left because oh. they were not given, like they were told that they would have a lot more control than they were actually Mm. given so they left and then only a few weeks ago it was announced that Nickelodeon is opening its own like branch called Avatar Studios (laughs) where the original like two um his name's Michael and then the other one is Brian the co-creators of the original Avatar are going to be like the head creators of everything so they're going to be producing like shows and like feature-length films in that world but like not you know, going off of that story, but just like more stories in the Avatar world. Nice. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like it's, it sounds so silly, but like, I, I just can't wait to see what they do because they literally yeah. have endless possibilities. Like they could go into the past and see other avatars yeah. or into the future. And like, ah, I just <laughs> can't wait. I think the first thing they announced is like a feature length film. So Ooh. They're starting that, which is super exciting. So if you have kids out there and if they haven't watched the show or read the books, because the library, we do also have um, the graphic novels for them. They are excellent. I would highly recommend. And it's something you can watch with them too, because it's actually really good. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my list. It can yeah, be. It's so good. Like it's, it's one of those ones where it's like, like I said, like really good humor, but they also uh-huh. like cover like pretty sensitive topics too. Yeah. I like a they cartoon a really that has job. a good balance like that. Right. Like it's still a kid's show. So there's like, you know, like a good joke here and there, but like the rest, it's pretty good. (laughs) Can't complain. So my next recommendation, and then we'll do honorable mentions before we get into our top two. But so my next recommendation is also a person, but it's a person at a very specific time. Let me explain. It's Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is, yeah, (laughs) I'm, I'm getting into this. A so, topic of contention. <laughs> yeah. Nicolas Cage is excellent. And I will not, 
I will not hear arguments against him. I don't disagree. (laughs) I don't disagree. I don't know that he's gotten, you know, the best films in the, say, the last 15 years, but that's not what we're looking at. We're looking at Nicolas Cage in the 90s. We're looking at peak Nicolas Cage because I've been doing a lot of 90s rewatches probably a lot of like comfort rewatches because that would be where I'm like, you know, early teens. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do like nineties films as like my, one of my top picks. And I was like, no, that's too broad. I need to be more specific. <laughs> Who encapsulates nineties films for me? Nicholas that's Nicholas Cage. That's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so just this week, for example, and I, this one might be breaking the rules a little bit because I think it might be millennium, but whatever. We're going to say that this is still in nineties, Nicholas Cage vibe. Gone in 60 seconds. Excellent movie. Do some yeah. of the lines read problematic now? A little bit. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's it's 20 years old. There's a bit of there's a bit of things in there for sure. But excellent film. I love the soundtrack. I love watching him drive that car at the end. <laughs> Eleanor, the 60s Mustang. <laughs> I am all over it 100 percent I could not love it more. But then I, it got me to thinking, like Nicolas Cage, you had a nice peak there in the late mm-hmm. 90s. And so I would recommend you get into it. Do a four, do a four Nicolas Cage uh, movie marathon. Okay. Start yourself off with a little face off. It's probably, okay. it eases you <laughs> okay. in, right? It eases you in. Not the best. Mm-hmm. Implausible to a degree that is outrageous. So he's somehow mixing faces slash bodies with uh, John Travolta, bless their hearts. <laughs> They really tried their best. They did. But like Nicolas Cage, and I think John Travolta, I will give him props for this too, but we're focusing on Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage plays two very distinct characters in Face Off because he's the bad guy and he's the good guy, depending (laughs) on which part of the movie. And he's crazy Nicolas Cage in it. He gets to the point where he's crazy Nicolas Cage. And how do you not love it? You do. So don't even lie to yourself. Then you go into- I'm oh, oh, sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What did you find I was out? Say, I just, I just found out the other day that he, um, what's his name? Tim Burton was going to direct a Superman movie, yep. and Nicolas Cage was going to be in it. But then yeah. I don't. For some reason, they scrapped it. But yeah, and you can like I search Nicolas Cage yes. in the in the Superman uniform the on the webs. And yeah. I just, I don't think I could ever handle Nicolas Cage as <laughs> Superman. Honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a bizarre casting choice. But like. That's Maybe, probably why it didn't happen. But it's peak Nicolas Cage in the 90s. It could have been something. I don't know. It's true. But gonna, I just I'm found out up the other day. <laughs> I did not know that. So once you turn off face off, get yourself a little snack and buckle mm-hmm. up. Because now. How many gonna, hours is this going to take? It's your whole day. <laughs> An up. evening. This is, yeah, this is your Sunday. This is your whole Sunday. Okay. You start off with face off. You're going to end with gone in 60 seconds because it's the newest. But like prime Nicolas Cage, you're going to go from face off to The Rock. Okay. And that has Sean Connery in it playing basically like if James Bond was captured by the Americans and was thrown <laughs> into Alcatraz. Have you seen these movies, Sage? I feel like, mm, I feel like you probably have definitely heard the of them. Trip. I've definitely heard of face off. <laughs> definitely heard of face off. Cause like, how can you not? Um, yeah. And I've heard of the others, but I don't think I've actually ever seen them. So, so you this watch might the be Rock. my Sunday. It's. It's excellent. They're all streaming on Disney Plus, just FYI. Okay. okay. Um, so you watch The Rock and you're like, I need some more Nicolas Cage, but I need him to be like borderline good slash bad. You okay. get Con Air. Get Con Air. It's convicts on a plane. 
it's an ensemble cast. You have Steve Buscemi. <laughs> you have John Malkovich. Oh, you get all right, of these titles are like yeah, such like right 90s. In. <laughs> yes, 100%. John air. Cusack. Like, Con Air is excellent. And I will not hear, I will not hear it denigrated <laughs> in my presence. Con Air is like my, it's like one of my number ones. Like, absolutely. And then you finish with Gone in 60 Seconds because it's like, sort of turn of the millennium Nicolas Cage yeah. sort of just pre-national treasure I was gonna and say then, that's my Nicolas Cage like yeah. that's my comfort like Nicolas Cage yeah. is national treasure the first yeah. one yeah mm-hmm. I wish like I really like Nicolas Cage I liked him in Moonstruck like a thousand years ago yeah, I liked like him he, obviously in 90s I had a he's good kinship. yeah it's just then, I don't know why he gets all these like weird roles. Like, I think he I think he likes being weird. I think he's an think interesting so sort of like weird person. What so I other think he's movie drawn was he to in? different places. He was like, in a movie either like around the 2010 um, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes, Disney. Movie. I liked that one too. I yeah. really liked that movie. With Jane I haven't Bear seen show. it. Yeah, I have not seen it <laughs> since it came out. Probably like but 2008. Again, that was sort of his like jack sparrow right like he's so <laughs> extra and it's a kid's movie and you know it's just it's so extra but i like nicholas cage even if he's even if it's a bad movie he's highly watchable i was right 2010 nice so i was yeah, 10 years old i was gonna say that's kind of like your prime child i have not seen it in age. 12 years <laughs> so oh, take knows? that with a grain of salt yeah i saw it as an adult and i didn't hate it so there okay. you go okay good because yeah. i would have been like 20 almost 25 so <laughs> oh boy. I don't know what that says about me. We'll have to have a different conversation. <laughs> well, no, Disney has day. some good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Nicolas Cage, peak Nicolas Cage, 90s. There you go. Yeah. And a then classic. once you get into all of those, just give me, give me a call, people, and I will give you other <laughs> direct you to the newest one. 90s recommendations. Oh, <laughs> I had how like good. such a list. It was it was too extra. So I had to I had to just go Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I had that's to, very true. Yeah. Um, I accidentally, I forgot that I had a different one that should have been before my number one and two, because oh. Avatar would have been number two, oh, but no. this, I, okay, so I have the title and then all I have written underneath um, it, it is duh, because like duh, <laughs> it's Kitchen Nightmares slash anything Gordon Ramsay. Oh, I'm in for it. I'm in anything for it. Yes. Gordon Ramsay, like yes. Kitchen Nightmares, Hell's Kitchen. I don't even know what shows he has going on now, but any show with him in it, I'm watching. Yes. Yeah. He is just like, especially, okay. The ones where he's like yelling and really angry and like swearing (laughs) and everyone's swearing. Those are the best, like hands down. No one can debate that those are the best Gordon Ramsay shows. Yes. Um, But even though just the ones of him like traveling and trying different foods and like actually enjoying the food that he (laughs) going to a restaurant and like saying like the worst stuff. Yeah. He's just so like, Oh, I want to know him. Like I want him. Well, like, he rises to, to the house. Yeah, he rises to the occasion, right? Like on Hell's Kitchen, he's supposed mm-hmm. to be the demanding boss. On the travel show, he's supposed to be like, look out and see this world and enjoy this food and be this way. Exactly. And then on like, what is it, Master Chef Junior, the one with oh, the kids? I, I was just gonna say he's so yeah. nice to the kids because exactly. of course you're not gonna scream at children no. on television. So, like, he rises to whatever occasion. But- the show absolutely yeah oh yeah he's he's the best and like he's such like a family man like his kids like adore him and he just had a baby I think like last year or the year before whose name is Oscar who's like the pudgiest little like (laughs) miniature Gordon Ramsay I've ever seen so cute and he's sometimes on his daughter's TikTok 
Yes, like often, <laughs> like, like very often. Yeah, it's just cute. I think, yeah. Oh, yes. Gordon Ramsay. Right? Anything yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Always recommend Gordon yeah. Ramsay. 100%. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with go. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that Co-sign. one. Yeah. <laughs> What's an honorable mention for you, Sage? Honorable mention. Okay, I have a few. I have like three. Um, an honorable mention is Netflix's Queer Eye. Oh, feel good. Love that show. Yeah. Feel good show, especially like watch all the seasons first. And then specifically after you've done that, watch like um, the season where they go to Japan. Cause I mm. think that was one of my favorites, just yeah. like the culture is so different, but even though like none of them spoke Japanese um, and hardly any of the people on the show spoke any English, like just their connections that they could make. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's just so sweet to see. And I think I, cried like more on that season than I did (laughs) on any of the others which I cried pretty much every episode because it's just oh it just makes you feel so good and like warm in the heart and all of the the guys on that show the five of them they're all just they have such good chemistry and you can just tell and you know that they're like friends in real life because they like they're together all the time yeah often so oh yeah that's a good one Oh, I love that. Mine is wildly different from your pick. You're like, this is such a feel-good <laughs> show. Yeah. Mm, I think I know. <laughs> True Detective season one. I oh. think I talk about my love of True Detective like a lot, like a lot, a lot in my personal life. I think I've probably mentioned it here on the podcast before. Like True Detective, I think it's going, it's going to have its fourth season. So True Detective is separate like mini series but it's called like season one season two season three but they always change the detectives the locale the story etc oh interesting. um so true detective season one stars matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson and i actually made my mom watch it this uh, spring <laughs> and like i didn't think it was going to be her vibe but she does like right. both of those actors like separately th- those are like very those are good actors yeah and so wow. it was it was matthew mcconaughey coming off his oscar win um and then with Woody Harrelson they have excellent chemistry so they play Mm -hmm. detectives and the story unfolds over nearly 15 years and Mm -hmm. it's so tightly plotted it's so beautifully shot it's so philosophical it's Mm -hmm. so like lovingly written it's such a good in my opinion representation of the highs and lows of like male friendship male co-workers um just all of that stuff because they have such a connection even when they're not getting along or even when they haven't spoken for a long time right um so I really like it the mystery is like creepy (laughs) and like you know murdery and like all these kind of things and it's just it's so good and I rewatch it at least once a year Mm -hmm. I rewatch it I get in the mood every season yeah no no no, just just that one season one just McConaughey only recommend season one in terms of like my always recommend yes yeah like I would say season one like you you don't have to go past season one and maybe you shouldn't in some ways go past (laughs) season one but like maybe start a different season if you're like Mm -hmm. oh the mystery for season three appeals to me more than the mystery from season one then start there but for me season one is an always recommend I I would recommend today yes exactly 100 100 tell me your next honorable mention my honorable mention Oh, where is it here? I've talked about the show so many times. Great British Baking Show or the Canadian <laughs> one too. It doesn't even matter. You guys don't need to hear it. I've talked about it. You know, <laughs> like, you don't what else know. is there Where to say? Yeah. What else is there to say? It's, it's a baking show. Everyone's the sweetest. The food is great. 
I want to eat it. I wish I could work <laughs> on their sets because like how often do they do like where they do a bunch of bakes, like, you know, like 42 yeah. cupcakes. And then, and then there's just like hundreds of cupcakes <laughs> there. Like, what do they do with them after someone eats them? I want to work there. You're I want to be that person. <laughs> yes. So you all know, you all know that show. I it's something that. new, but it's the best. Yeah, it's good. Like it's a, it's a nice feel good show. You're very like feel good in your picks and I'm very like less feel good in my picks. Well, like, feel well, good for a different reason. Feel good yeah. in a different reason. <laughs> Nostalgia. For me i do like a lot of like i do watch like a lot of crime and um like but more like more so real like true crime documentaries yeah but then like there's good ones but it's like there's so many coming out all the time it's like well would i always recommend this one because there's always just going to be the new one yeah and a lot of that is also the community of like watching it at the same time as everyone else right so then yeah. can you go back and watch it and sort of feel like you're a part of the thing in the same way like when making a murderer first debuted Oh, and I think God. in 2015, like that was wild. People were like, oh, wild. speaking of like last year, I guess Tiger King is like <laughs> an honorable mention because by now, if you haven't seen it, like you're probably never going to watch it, but you should. Yeah. It's it's interesting. But again, it like tied people together last spring where right? we were all like yeah. in our houses, just watching Netflix only. And that was our back when we life. thought like by the time Tiger King ended, we'd be done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we'd be out of here. <laughs> like we'll all watch Tiger King and then we'll be done. So yeah. Yeah, get on it. Oh, very so, good. Yeah, very good. My next honorable mention is School of Life. So oh, I think I've recommended yes. the YouTube channel before, and it's an excellent YouTube channel. So I would continue to recommend it. They make little like bite-sized videos on different themes. So they'll do it on philosophy. They'll do it on history, relationship, love, whatever. And you can choose the playlist that you're interested in. And, and they're mm -hmm. like little animated shorts and they, the, person that narrates it just has such a beautiful like voice you could fall asleep to it it's just so comforting and so nice. soothing but also school of life publishes books oh cool so they're like that. essay formats on like on their shorts or other things so I have quite a few of them and I would recommend like how to love or um, like sorrows of work or something like that <laughs> because it's not necessarily about the title it's like finding like your happiness on your road journey because it's going right. to be different than the next person. So um, I just, they're really, they're always like little tiny, like little short books. That's not true. They're not always, but all of those like little ones, like the how to use the, this, the mm -hmm. whatever, like you I have so too. many. Yeah. And they're just so nice. So you can either like listen or slash watch them on YouTube, or you can get the books. There's some like different, they do some like different workbooks and stuff too. Um, which I find really interesting. They have some on like self-knowledge and on confidence and all these things. So I would definitely recommend like just looking at them, getting into them, seeing if it's, seeing if it's your vibe. It might not be your vibe. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to try. But I would definitely recommend. Cool. Do you have your final honorable mention? I do, which is one everyone should know about because it's a Canadian show and it's great. It's Schitt's Creek. Oh, honorable mention. That's a good, see yeah. another nice, like happy, like, yeah Good well and they watch. won like they this year they won a bunch of awards for it which yeah, were well deserved and like the Emmys. we've talked about it like Canadian TV I think in the past has had like kind of like not a good reputation yeah <laughs> but in the last like I don't know yeah quite a few years like they've definitely like there's some really good shows out there yeah they're doing good they are and yeah that's a feel-good family right? comedy basically yeah yeah no very it's funny with great performances and funny one-liners yeah. that you I can love just Dan like, Levy like he yeah. is the best he is he's so likable in any form 
whether mm-hmm. on his show, on his socials, whatever. It and he, for the Canadian, great Canadian baking show, he was one of the hosts on the first season, but then he only did the first season probably because he was too busy with like, you know, getting big or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wish, I really wish he would have like continued on that show because he was hilarious because the hosts are always so good. So yeah, that's so true. My final honorable mention, I was like debating between two, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Studio Ghibli, which like a lot of people probably know. And like, I don't think you can watch a Studio Ghibli film and be like, I didn't enjoy that film. Like you could watch Very any, true. you could watch any of the films, I think, and be like, it was like beautifully animated or the message was so mm-hmm. sweet or whatever. Right. Like, I think you're going to have a takeaway, but I have two that are like my favorite ones and like I do not have a connection to Studio Ghibli from like childhood like it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm revisiting them and being like oh when I was you know 10 years old I loved it and watched it now I love it too so I never saw them as a kid no so I watch them now as an adult and I love them so Howl's Moving Castle is probably my number one because it's basically Beauty and the Beast yeah but like it's sort of (laughs) like the Beast and the Beast in so much ways like I don't know it's just bizarre and it has magic and it's just beautifully animated and it's just it's everything that you want from like a love story but it's everything that you want Mm -hmm. from just like a good like feel good story too about sort of being who you are and that being enough yeah um which I love and then also just like maybe because I love saying it but I love Ponyo yeah (laughs) (laughs) like I love Ponyo I love the song from Ponyo I love like how cute the little kids are in Ponyo. Like it's, I think it's really hard to animate children and have them voiced by children and have them be endearing and cute yes. and, and all those. Are things. they voiced by actual children? Yeah. They're voiced by Noah oh. Cyrus and Frankie Jonas. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. From when they were like little, they were, like, little kids. kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't that adorable. That's Ugh. pretty cute. And like the animation again in that, like the imagined world of the water and mm-hmm. the seaside and everything it's just gorgeous it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous so oh, nice. I think give them a try as an adult as children whatever I think some in some ways they're not maybe as flashy as some of the cartoons today mm-hmm. because like nothing's like you know quote-unquote sparkly um but there's so much richness in the color in the animation in the storytelling yeah. that I just I know that they they're well respected but I don't know that children engage with it in the same way that they might mm-hmm. have done years ago but as an adult like get into them like put them on spirited away is excellent like there's just Totoro Totoro how can you not like come on and that's the thing and there's so many and like every like you you wonder how they have like the manpower and like the budget to make pretty much every single like there's never a bad one no you know just beautiful storytelling yeah just beautiful storytelling I love it that's my last honorable mention it like I feel like I want to finish this and like go watch one yeah no probably what I'll do (laughs) eat dinner and watch a movie yeah um so Sage and I somehow as we do got off of our list (laughs) so Sage has already done her number two pick (laughs) (laughs) happens um so my number two pick is a book and it's a book that Mm -hmm. I actually listened to originally as an audiobook and I would Mm, actually recommend the audiobook I mean you can read it too um for me, it's a nonfiction book, so I always find it easier to listen than to read to, uh, nonfiction. Yeah, I get that. Um, so the book is Sapiens, which I have mentioned probably um, about a year ago, maybe a little bit more. 
um, as one of my, you know, currently reading or currently listening to's. Um, and it's by Yuval Noah Harari. And Sapiens is basically the story of how like homo sapiens, like us, came to be as we are, came to yeah. be in these, you know, family groups and have these borders and do this and do that and whatever. And it's just so well told that it doesn't feel like a textbook. It's not like, oh, you know, and then this happened and then this happened. It's like the language is used so engagingly, particularly as a listener, because I did listen to mm -hmm. it, that it's just like, okay, like, I'll just put it on. I have to put it on. I'll just listen to it a little bit more, just a little bit more, like just a little bit more because right. you're just into it. Right. And I just find it so fascinating. And I wish, like, I know that it's super popular. It's been on like chapters you know how they have that new-ish area at the front always? <laughs> yeah. And it's always there. It's been there for like two, three years. It's not new anymore. No, but, but it's, it's just so popular still that yeah. it's there. And I was at Chapters a couple of weeks ago and there was a girl and she was probably like around your age, like 20 to 22. Mm -hmm. And she was looking at it and she said to her friend, like, have you heard anything about this book? Like it's here, but it doesn't seem to be that new. And, and I said to her, like, that's an excellent book. Like- <laughs> <laughs> read it or like listen to it it's an excellent book highly recommend yeah. so I'm recommending it to strangers and chapters is what I'm telling there you there you all. go and so you have the, yeah. the credentials if I'm recommending it to strangers and chapters it's a recommend it's a recommend is what it is so <laughs> that to be on yeah. my list I'm obsessed with this one part on wheat in the book about how wheat domesticated humans because we discovered that we could grow wheat and stay in one spot versus like be nomadic peoples that had to like move with the seasons, otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, starve. So there's, yeah, there's a whole part on wheat that you think, yeah, wheat, who cares about wheat? I care about wheat now. Very engaging. Yeah. There you go. So I'm totally into it. Now, what do you think about your wheat? If we could only have a drum roll, I don't yet have those capabilities for anything. <laughs> but if we only <laughs> Maybe could, one day. Yeah. Think about it. Everyone think about it in your minds. Think about it in your minds. Drum roll, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sage, what is your number one? Always recommend. My number one. It's, you know, it's a new one for me, but at this point in time, I think it is now my favorite show, not even just in any particular genre. Um, I've talked about it a lot recently because I just finished it, um, but it is Attack on Titan. Nice. Um, the fourth season, part one, season four, part one just ended. Um, and I said, I cannot wait for season four, part two. So <laughs> I read the manga to finish the show, like to finish the story because they had already finished writing it. Yeah. Um, and oh my God. Oh, it like, it is, it's one of those shows. I have a few notes about it because I, I was like, I'll get a little more into it. So if you haven't heard me talk about it before, basically the premise, like first episode, um, humanity what's left of humanity is living in like these 50 feet tall walls like they're they're huge walls um because there's these little monsters well they're not little these little little <laughs> monsters they're big they call yeah. them titans um they range anywhere from like a few meters tall to like 50 60 meters tall um and they're humanoid um kind of monsters and all they want to do is eat humans they don't care about eating anything else their only goal in life is to consume people. So they live in these walls for protection. And um, the main character, his name is Aaron Yeager. He, you know, dreams about like what it would be like to be outside of the walls one day. And so I don't want to spoil too much because it's one of those shows where you, no, like little bit is revealed at a time until you get to a certain point. And then it all just like comes full circle, makes sense, kind of blows your mind a little bit. And you're like, oh my God, like this is what, like, <laughs> whoa. 
so it's one of those shows. Um, but I, I just wanted to talk about like how well they developed the world in the show. Um, cause like in a lot of shows, like things aren't super realistic, like, you know, cause obviously like anime, a lot, you know, there's a lot of like energy power, like superheroes, that kind of thing. So it's not always realistic, but in this world, not like huge Titan eating, like people eating things are, (laughs) um, but they they go in depth a lot about like the science and biology of these titans because some of them are so big like there's a 60 meter one um you meet first episode and something is that big physics don't work the same like they you know when you're that big you move slower you're not as fast as like a little person would be running around you move a lot slower because you know physics i don't know the the (laughs) all the details but that's all i know some kind of Um, science yeah (laughs) and but they make a point to it like point out in the show being like hey they actually weigh a lot less than they should for their size and Mm. and like that's all they kind of mention like they just weigh a lot less than they should which means that then they can go and run like as fast as like a little like a normal sized person could right um so they just kind of they don't they don't say like oh well this because of this they just kind of slip it in there and you're like oh yeah like that makes sense as well as um they never die unless you kill them in a specific way um and so then they they find out that they don't actually rely on eating people to survive so then like well how do they how do they survive like how do they live for so long so one gets captured you find out that it actually like these are some spoilers you know yeah. um, but this this part of the show came out like years ago so you're fine <laughs> you're caught up it's fine <laughs> um they they actually do like photosynthesis okay so like, like plants they, like plants so they don't move around at night because there's no sun um so you kind of find out like little tidbits here and there we're like oh yeah that makes sense like they need to like you know survive somehow um and they run really hot like they have a really high body temperature too um so it's just like little little details like that that really kind of like paint a picture without saying like well this because of this and this because of this like just like spoon feeding it to you it's more like here's the information let's put it together slowly exactly um and then the show is like so fast paced where like the first episode it gets you and then you're hooked um and pretty much every episode there's like something you know some you know some fights or like action going on or even in some of the more recent episodes there's not even there's not fighting or action but there's an episode that you just like you can't press the next button soon enough because just the suspense and the the well-developed characters just like you can't stop watching such a good show and within like the first five episodes five years pass oh wow um, like there's a bit of a time jump um Mm. but it doesn't lose any like it doesn't cost the show anything I think it was a really good idea to do that Mm. because then you kind of like see where they are now because then they go into like training um without like trying to spoil too much (laughs) training um, like to be part of like the military and yeah like because essentially in those five years or in the two years before they go to training camp like all that you would have seen is them being orphans like fending for food you know which you know not that they couldn't have added it but I think it was really um for pacing it probably is a good idea it helped a lot um and yeah, like I mentioned, like just, I don't know if I've ever seen a show in such a long time um, with just such well-developed characters. 
and like very dynamic characters, like especially throughout the, the four seasons um, in the newest season. If you haven't seen it, click away. <laughs> Cover your ears. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a character named um, Gobby and she lives outside of the walls. And so when you meet her, she's like a young girl and immediately you're like, oh, she is exactly like the main character who his goal in life is just wants to kill all the Titans. Huge rage, wants to kill all the Titans. And her goal is pretty much the same, but she wants, has the exact same feelings, but for the people inside the walls. Oh, So there's like a lot of um, like similarities between them, which Mm -hmm. you kind of pick up on and you're like, oh, wow. Like doesn't matter where you are in the world. Like you think people are your enemies. They think the exact same thing about you. Like that type of thing. Everyone's kind of always in the same boat. Um, And yeah, she just like, she's not, she doesn't have a predictable arc like character arc she's very like you just never know what's going to happen um and in the end like she has like a huge part in helping to form an alliance between like two different groups of people which like you never think she would have helped with because all she wanted to do was like kill her enemies and get rid of them and help like you know help her family back home Mm. um but just yeah a lot of people hated her (laughs) as a character Um, just because like you know she took up screen time from their favorite characters but um, I think she was a super important like piece of the story to have in there even if it was just in the last season then yeah you just kind of see it from both angles you know so every time you talk about it I'm like oh I should watch it but then it feels like can I you know get into it at that level and like you know what I mean like I think you could I think you could because because it's easy to like pause and be like okay I need to take a break now but when you're into it and you just want to keep watching and you have the time it's very easy plus the episodes are only like 20 minutes Mm. so the amount of times where I've been watching an episode and then it ends and you're like that's it like it's over (laughs) like it's already over because so much happens that but it's not overloaded it's like the perfect amount yeah it's a good show it's It's like all right I guess (laughs) yeah I mean, like it a little bit. Only. I'd say it's probably like one of my favorite <laughs> shows ever. Yeah. Just the storyline, the characters. Really good. So mine is also a TV show. My number one. Also one of my favorite shows ever. And I have seen it all the way through a few times. And there's seven seasons. It's The West Wing. The West Wing oh. is very important to me. So it debuted in the 99-2000 series. Mm-hmm. So like... Baby Sage, Baby Sage times. (laughs) Um, So I was like 14 or 15 years old. And it's uh, centered around President Bartlett, played by Martin Sheen. And it's basically like if government were trying to legitimately do its best, what would that look like? Because they're all idealists, right? All of the characters are like idealists. They're all trying to do their best. They're trying to do their job the best. They're trying to do the diplomatic relations. They're trying to do all of these things and make it Mm -hmm. right and still have like heart and humanity. And it has like, for the first four seasons, Rob Lowe is in it as Sam Seaborn. Um, Bradley Whitford is in it as Josh Lyman, who is one of my favorite characters probably of all time. And obviously Martin Sheen, the president, excellent. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like so many great, like Allison Janney, who has become very famous in these last like five or six years with her like Oscar nomination slash win, I think for I, Tonya. And um, she's on that show, Mom. 
she's a comedic actress, but she's also incredibly gifted dramatically as well. It's um, an Aaron Sorkin show, which people would probably know from like, he's done like the social network or more recently Mm, the trial of the Chicago seven. So uh, it's very like witty, fast dialogue. So West wing at the time was known for its walk and talks. So (laughs) they would walk through the oval office or the West wing to get to like the next scene piece talking the whole time very quickly and very like everything was like fast paced and everything in the background was moving fastly or fastly quickly um, <laughs> because of like the pace of their work and what they were doing and it has mm-hmm. heart and it talks about you know very like all the you know hot topics in politics um, and I love that show it is everything that you want, like regardless of what side of government that you're on, like whether, uh, like, you know, whatever your politics are, I think people want people in government who want to be there, who generally want to do a good job and are in it for their communities and not for themselves. Um, so I think, you know, I don't know how likely that is everywhere at all times, <laughs> but I think more or less it was sort of what they were going for. It's in a very idealistic view of what, Mm -hmm. well, particularly American politics could be. Um, West Wing was incredibly popular at the time. It played on NBC. And uh, I would say like a fairly like groundbreaking show, like a really tight drama. It's on network TV. So, you know, it had those commercials and it had to be like 44 minutes long with, you know, added commercial (laughs) breaks, you know, no swearing, no any of that. Like it's, it's what network TV was at its best. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes network TV gets a little bit, you know, salacious and a little bit of this and, you know, trying to get viewers clickbaity, let's call it. Cause it's a good they're, word losing, for it, yeah. Yeah, they're losing their viewers to streamers who don't make you have, um, you know, commercials and who can do anything that they want in terms of ratings and language and whatever. So I think network yeah. TV now sort of suffers from that, right? Um, but this is like golden age network TV and I could not love the West Wing more. I could not love it more. Like, I've heard about it. I've never seen it, but that makes me want to watch it. It's very like, it stumbles, I think a little bit. I rewatched it somewhat recently. It stumbles a little bit in the first part of the first season because it clearly doesn't really know what it's doing with all of its characters. Mm-hmm. Then when it figures it out, it just like flies. Takes off. Oh, yeah. So it's See, really. Sometimes you just have to give something a chance. You do. Cough, and cough, I... Ozark. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> it's definitely... been on the list. Yeah, I know. It's been on the list. I'm so bad. So bad. But yeah, number one. Nice. So that was our top five. Again, kind of a, I think it's a top good eight. <laughs> yeah, top 12, top 45 of our always recommends. So as always, tell us what you would always recommend to whomever. It doesn't matter the audience. You can tweet Sage at SBlackRDPL, or you can tweet me at WhatCCs on Twitter, or you can tweet the library at RDPL and let us know what's your always recommend. It it can be anything. What's your always recommend? What do you think everyone needs to be getting into? Because there's a lot of stuff out there. There is a lot of stuff out there. And it can literally be anything. We went from Attack on Titan to Trixie Mattel. Yeah. Like Like, there's everything. There's everything. Tell us your recommend. No, absolutely. We do not. So before we uh, leave you today, we're going to get back into our reading, watching, and listening. Sage, yes. want to start us off? Currently reading nothing, <laughs> <laughs> but I have been busy. I moved. 
I had stuff going on. Yes. I do have a book here that's been here since I moved. Um, the Chain by Alex Lake. I might have even said that that's what I was going to read the last time we recorded. <laughs> I don't know. It's but still I still there. have it. Yeah. I still have it. And I have very good intentions on reading it. Yeah, very good intentions. Need. Intentions are uh, half the battle. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that one's kind of like um, kidnapped kids. Like, um, oh, you know. I remember someone was telling me about this. Maybe it, it was, was probably you. me. <laughs> it was probably me last episode. Um, yeah, but kidnapped kids gets a message that you you either have to um, will kill the kids or you give us your wife. So you yeah. kind of have to make that decision. So what do you do, kids or wife? <laughs> like which one's more important? <laughs> no. Um, watching, I started to rewatch Attack on Titan because I finished it and now I'm like, ah, I need to start again. Um, and it's just it's funny watching it back because watching it for a first time. That's one thing I'm kind of sad about. I'll never watch it for the first time again, yeah. which makes which is how you sad. know it's a perfect recommendation. Yes, yeah. because that first that first watch through is just incredible. And now watching it again, you see like little almost like hints here and there yeah. where it's like, well, how would oh. like you know? <laughs> so watching it back again, you're like, oh yeah, okay, like little it's nods, sense. and it's, yeah, it's like, uh, and it's still as good watching it the second time. Um, so I'm watching that, <laughs> listening and to anything. I am listening. I think I've mentioned it before, but so there's a podcast that I had listened that I still listen to um, the H3 podcast mm-hmm. with um, husband and wife duo, Ethan and Ela Klein. Um, they used to be on YouTube. They don't do as much YouTube anymore, but they're just like, you know, internet people they have. She has like a really successful like clothing brand. Okay. Um, and yeah, they just like talk about like internet stuff, funny stuff, memes, like, you know, all the good like Gen Z stuff I love to hear about. Um, and so that one I listened to often. And then somehow um, Ethan became friends with Trisha Paytas. And if you don't know who Trisha Paytas is, she's been on the internet since like 2009 doing YouTube. Like she has, she's done everything. She, she makes like her own music for fun. She, um, I don't even know how to describe her, but if you know, you know, she's just like, she's a personality. I guess that's literally what she's known for is her personality. And she's kind of, you know, in the past made some mistakes, but over the last few years, like she's really redeemed herself. And then like, you know, has had like a lot of like mental health issues that she's been really open about and has gotten like formal diagnoses, which like, you know, actually have helped her to like, you know, become like a, a really quite a good person. And so now Ethan and her have this podcast called the frenemies podcast, which okay. started because they didn't actually know if they liked each other. Like they would always get into like little arguments <laughs> and then so frenemies, but now they're actually like really good friends. Um, she's actually engaged to his brother-in-law. So they're going to be like family. Soon. Oh, um, and they, she is just like one of the funniest people ever. Like she is unironically funny and like doesn't even try <laughs> but she's kind of that like ditzy blonde has those okay, moments yeah. but oh yeah she's hilarious like the one day on the podcast they were doing trivia because she always said like she'd beat him in trivia because you know he's like well no I'm, I'm much smarter than you <laughs> and the one question was like about gravity and she like genuinely didn't like she thought that like someone invented gravity and like that's why it was here because someone invented it not that someone <laughs> not that someone like discovered and there, yeah. she's like, how did he discover it like he invented it it was like a whole thing hilarious funny. hilarious to listen to because you're like there's no way someone could like not know this but there is <laughs> um and it's just it's just their banter back and forth like they have such good chemistry nice. and 
and yeah, they're just, they're hilarious to listen to. And if you like, like internet drama or like internet people, memes, you know, they're quite, quite a good listen. And they're like two hours long. So I'll just put them on like cooking dinner and it's like, you know, then I'm there and I'm just like, I'm part of the frenemies. Yeah. (laughs) It's intellectual company. Podcasts are intellectual company. You're the third wheel in the conversation. Yep. Exactly. So it's, it's quite a good one. I do enjoy it. Perfect. So I'm reading Andy Weir's latest book, Project Hail Mary. So Andy Weir is the one who wrote The Martian and Artemis. And so he has a new one came out last week called Project Hail Mary. And it's about um, these like little organisms are starting to cover our sun. And Uh it's not like an all of a sudden thing, but our sun is dimming. So what does that look like in 10 years? What does that look like in 30 years? If our sun loses however many degrees of heat, like what is life on earth? So it's found out life on earth will not be good if that happens. (laughs) Um, So they figure out, you know, sort of, we, they send Project Hail Mary, which is a spaceship to go to, no, to go to a star that isn't being eaten (laughs) by these organisms. What is up with that star? Like, why are they not eating it there? So I can't tell you anything about it because when he wakes up from like his like cryo sleep coma mm-hmm. thing, um, he doesn't really remember who he is. He doesn't really remember why he's there. So like little bits come at a time because like his brain is like waking up and then there are some twists. I'm about, about two thirds of the way through and there's quite a large twist that I didn't really see coming. <laughs> um so I'm wondering how that's gonna play out um but it's it's really good I think um The Martian was extremely like technical and very sciencey a good Mm -hmm. story obviously made an excellent film but they cut out a lot of the you know like the sciencey the dry bits and Artemis read like a movie it was fast-paced it did not you know delve deep into the science and I think Project Hail Mary is a bit of a mix of the two of them you have these little like science sides if you will but then it Mm -hmm. also has cinematic vibes like I wouldn't be surprised if it also were made into a movie um so I am interested to see obviously um where how it how it comes together because Mm -hmm. I was surprised by the one little twist does he does he strictly write like sci-fi like is that kind of his these are his three books so far yeah so he does seem to be in the sci-fi genre currently the space yeah (laughs) the space area Clearly he's good at it. I like it. Go, go forward. Um, What I'm watching, what I just finished watching yesterday, actually, is I'm a huge fan of American Horror Story, um, Mm -hmm. the anthology series. And I borrowed some from the library. I've seen some on TV. I bought some seasons. But I never watched the first season. (laughs) I don't know why. Okay, I haven't watched any seasons. Yeah, so American Horror Story, the first season is called Murder House. It has Connie Britton in it, who people might know from like Friday Night Lights. And it has Dean McDermott, who was on a show that I used to love like 20 some years ago called The Practice. (laughs) And um, it has, you know, Evan Peters and just, it's so good. It's like scary, but not too scary. It's like gruesome, but not too gruesome. It has like a good mystery. It has like obviously paranormal elements. There are ghosts it's a horror story. So <laughs> what else do you need to know? Yeah, it's good. And I'm, I'm sort of mad at myself that I didn't watch it before now, because I think it gives you a different appreciation. I was telling Sage earlier today 
when we were in Branch, um, I think it gives you a different appreciation for American Horror Story Apocalypse, which came out uh, not the last series, but the series before, which I thought only tied into season three, which was Coven with the Witches. Um, but it does give you some good appreciation there. And I just love that you they reset every time. And it's like, this season, it's this. This season, it's this. I love that. So then, yeah, you get callbacks. And if you've been a fan, you'd be like, oh, like, ooh, there's a little callback. Right. But you don't have to be like, oh, I need to get into it to appreciate number nine. I have to watch number one. And like, you know, exactly. be like, oh, I start wherever. Exactly. So, and I did start wherever, which is why I never revisited <laughs> number one. So no, I'm happy. Have. I actually watched it on Prime. And uh, so nice streaming. It's always easy to stream because it just goes to the next on its own. I know. (laughs) Just so easy to sit there and do nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I went through that very quickly. And then because I was reading Project Hail Mary, it got me in the alien like space vibe. So then I rewatched Alien and Aliens over the weekend. Okay. Yes. And then I was like, oh, I need more. I need more alien content. (laughs) So I list, I know I want it all the time. I want alien content all the time. So then I listened to alien covenant origins. So covenant is the newest film in the alien franchise. I can't wait for another one. I'm just, I'm so into it. And um, so this book is canon. It's basically what happens before the covenant mission. A lot Mm -hmm. of it takes place on earth and it's mostly about like, they call it the company, which is Waylon Yutani in uh, the alien verse if you will. And um, so you get sort of the bureaucratic side of things and sort of as they're like getting ready for the covenant mission and like all of that sort of stuff. I listened- A little less alien. Yeah, I listened to it. It was it was a really good listen. I still like um, the alien ones that I listened to last year a little bit more because they sounded like a play. Um, but this Ooh, one was- That'd be cool. Yeah, this one was really good. And I like OD'd on um, alien content <laughs> last spring and I'm fixing to do it. I thought I was like, that sounds familiar, but I yeah. guess it's been a year. So. so I'm fixing to do it again. I bought an alien book because, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm addicted. I'm so into it. And uh, yeah, I love it. So alien, alien all the time. I'm surprised I didn't have my list. Not even an honorable Something to keep you busy. No, I know. But you can't really recommend alien to everyone. Like, do you like horror? Do you like sci-fi? Like, it's a hard. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's funny too, because you wouldn't expect that from you too. It's like, you love like romance romance books. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, I also love um, like people reading aliens. Yeah. Xenomorphs. (laughs) Yeah. I do like a nice xenomorph story. Just peppered in every once in a while. (laughs) amazing yeah so those are mine for right now so thanks everyone for joining us today thank you you. and we will well we will not be back next time shannon and sage will be back yes next time i won't even be i won't even give you a preview i won't even i won't even give you a hint yeah i won't have a preview until i'm (laughs) uh editing it either so yeah there you go surprise so happy may to everyone And we'll see you, well, the podcast will be here for you in two weeks' time. Yes, see you then. Bye, guys. Bye.